Facts of Faith with Nae Lupondwana, 7 to 8 p.m. Good evening and welcome. You're listening to Facts of Faith with me, Nayel Pondwara. As per usual, I'd like to let you know that this conversation is as inclusive as we can. We can only host three at the most. Three guests will come and give us some perspective on the various subject matter that we engage on right here on the program. And tonight we're asking the question, should a national anthem be religiously inclusive? Remember, South Africa is allegedly a religiously inclusive country. Not being a theocracy, being a democracy, but we'd love to believe that we are inclusive as a country. You see this when we're having national gatherings. We'd love to have all our religious leaders present there. Whether it is the inauguration of the head of state or any of the events that tend to be uh, nationally inclusive, we involve all these religious organizations. But then again, when you notice as far as our national anthem is concerned, the South African national anthem, it does not appear as though it references all the deities or at the very least uh, includes all the forms of worship or theistic uh, venerations as one would in, in, envisage. Well, we don't know whether that is supposed to be happening at any, because South Africa, after all, is a circular state. But are we really a circular state if our national anthem is going to be a prayer to a deity? Can we really claim that we are a circular state if we're going to be asking for uh, blessings from some supernatural being? Have we not already excluded the atheists in that conundrum? That's our question for tonight. Should a national anthem be religiously inclusive? And is the South African national anthem inclusive enough? The views you are about to hear in this broadcast are those of the speakers alone and not of Nayelu Pondwana or any associated organizations. All persons speaking in this transmission are to be held accountable for what they say and not be the host or this broadcasting establishment. I, Nayelu Pondwana, do not speak for any organization, grouping or section of our society. All guests and callers participating in this program do so out of their own free determination and are fully aware of the robust character of our broadcast. This extends to you, the listener. We urge you to exercise manifest caution in the consumption of this subject matter as content is consumed at the listener's considered motivation. Our subject matter alone bears the potential to destabilize one's intellectual equilibrium. So if you are excitable, profound caution is advised. You, the listener, reserve the right to be as discerning and prudent in the consumption of all our subject matter as you expect us to be. And so, use it responsibly. People in the public space, that includes myself, think that by being in the public space, that makes you a role model. Mm. I then got to realize, actually, it's in the doing that you become a, That's a role it. model. And that was the inspiration. But then go out there, find a program that you can champion and be out there with people who look up to you and do stuff with them. There was a problem that society complained about that we've got a men problem. Mm-hmm. And, I thought, and they are trash. Yes, and men are trash. And I, I believe that. And I thought, what role can I play in to making fewer men less trash, hopefully many more less trash, or to yeah. untrash them? And I thought the best way is to catch them before they become men. That's Mr. Rems Mabote, talk show host and founder of Future Kings uh, programs.
Lifetime Live with Griselda Dudumashi. Weekdays, 1 to 3 p.m. Catch summer on 3 with hot, hot, hot movies. Friday nights at 9.30 p.m. this month, we bring you We Used to Be Cool, Kathmandu Lullaby, Good Luck Algeria, and I, Daniel Blake. Saturday nights at 7 p.m., Mean Girls and Mean Girls 2, Failure to Launch, and How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Then later at 9.30 p.m., Minority Report, Collateral, and War of Worlds. And Sunday late night movies at 10 p.m. with Mr. Turner, Race to Witch Mountain, Derailed, and Magalia Mutter. Don't miss out. Tune in every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for good company and good movies only on SABC3. Hashtag SAFM Facts of Faith. introduce you to our guests who will be trying to tackle the issue and give us some elucidation for it tonight. We do have on the line, and this is in no particular order, Dr. Matole Mutsecha, chairperson and founder of the Kara Heritage Institute. Dr. Mutsecha, good evening to you and thank you very much for agreeing to talk good to us. Good evening to you and to the listeners. Also, we do have in the studio, and we are grateful that he came to the studio to visit us. We do have Sheikh Tapelo Ahmad, Chief Whip of the Aljama Party and City of Johannesburg Councillor. Good evening to you, Sheikh, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Thank you very much, Nay. Good evening to you and your listeners. Also, we do have Reverend Kenneth Mishwe, who's the president of the African Christian Democratic Party. Reverend, also to you, thank you for agreeing to talk to us. Thank you very much, Naye, for having me on the program, and good evening to all the listeners. All right. We're going to begin with you, Reverend Ngosi Sigelela i Africa. Who exactly are we talking to here? Because we're trying to address the question, should a national anthem be religiously inclusive? So, as best as the ACDP is concerned, should a national anthem be religiously inclusive, especially in a circular state? Reverend? You know, when people decide 
to adopt a national anthem. They always look at something that they believe will be accommodative to all sectors of society and not exclusive. And it has been proven that all the years, during even during the struggle, Gosetilele has been sung on the African continent. Nations have sung this beautiful song, beautiful hymn, and people have never complained. And uh, looking at the South African context situation, um, our anthem is so beautiful. It is not only referring to God for help and asking God to bless the nation. It has five, at least five languages that are combined together to show the oneness and the unity of the nation. And obviously we have 11 official languages and five are represented in the anthem. And those other six languages who are not represented in the national anthem do not complain because they see a bigger picture that we as a nation are standing together and we are sending a good message to the world out there that even though we come from different backgrounds and tribes, we can still stand together and sing the same anthem. And when you look at people of other religions, there is nothing theological in just saying God bless South Africa. If you talk to the Muslims or the Hindus or people who practice African tradition and say God bless you, they all receive that without any offense. And our friend from Al Jamaa, I'm sure, will consent. They are not offended because to say God bless, there's nothing offensive in that. And so I think, I think because South Africans have not complained, South Africans are happy with it all of them. And also in last year, it was it was voted the, the best national anthem in the world. We do not want to interfere with something that the whole world respects, loves, and admires. So but that, that's, that, that, that still doesn't. Let's keep it. It is not offensive as far as I'm concerned. Well, that, that, that still doesn't answer our question, there, Reverend. We're asking whether it is religiously inclusive, and by that we mean including all faiths, even those who are non-faith oriented. And I made an example of atheists, but put the faiths aside. We have um, uh, the African people whose faith does not have a Lord, as would be the case with the Christian community, or perhaps the Abrahamic faiths who believe in one true God. They have Utamata, and they have Badimu, and as such, they speak to Badimu, and not to one particular uh, Abrahamic God. And that's why I'm asking, is it inclusive, including them as well? I think so, because even the people are talking about Badimu, because I'm more familiar with them. People are talking about Badimu. Are not offended when you ask them, uh, question them. They will tell you, no, Badimu represents us and they mediate for us to, to God, the same God that we are singing about. So we do not want to see uh, people who are, who are going to try and change something that the nation, that has brought the nation together. This answer has brought people of the nation together. So if less than a percent of, of atheists can say we are offended, 
we ask them, since when are you offended? You have the right to keep quiet when other people are singing the, 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 this anthem. But when this anthem draws people together, people of different race groups, different uh, racial groups, uh, different religious groups, let's not interfere with that because of a very, very, not even a percentage of people that may say, I'm an atheist, I'm offended. They have the right to keep quiet when they almost 100% South Africans are comfortable with it. All right. Um, um, Dr. Mutsekha? Yes. Um, from your perspective, um, is our national anthem religiously inclusive? We must understand that uh, the nation that we are is born out of a struggle. And uh, that struggle has not come to an end. And therefore, you don't wipe out the history of the struggle. The national anthem reflects the history of the struggle that brought us here. And that journey to create the one nation has not been concluded. It's still continuing. So uh, it's not necessary uh, to be uh, asking the question whether the national anthem is uh, inclusive also because uh, the state itself that uh, we are seeking to establish is a secular state that is not based on one religion one religion or the other but the fact that uh, uh, it is informed by a certain history should also not be uh, forgotten so effectively, what is your answer, Dr. Mutsaka? Are you saying it is not necessary that it should be inclusive? No, the thing is uh, the history of the struggle has roots, and those roots are important. So the national anthem uh, reflects the roots of the struggle, and of course an attempt was made to accommodate because, uh, as the founder said, it was not a, a struggle against white people, but a struggle against a system uh, introduced by white people. Uh, we had a situation where we included uh, the Africans' version but, do, but, 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 that, 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 but not a religious version. That speaks to the, the, the intent of having a, an inclusive national anthem as far as language and culture is concerned, and that is besides our point. Our point is, uh, the, as far as faith is concerned, our focus is on the faith component. The first two parts of our, con- of our national anthem, I'm going to read them in English so that whoever is listening can be able to understand exactly what we're referring to. It says, Lord bless Africa. Not all South Africans have a Lord. May her glory be lifted high. Hear our prayers. Again, not all South Africans pray. Lord bless us, your children. Again, not all South Africans believe that there are children of some deity out there, some supernatural man with a beard. Again, Lord, we ask you to protect our nation. Not all South Africans believe that their protection comes from some deity. And that's why I'm asking, Dr. Mutsaka, 
Is this not excluding those South Africans who don't believe in the tenets of these first two paragraphs of our it's, national anthem? It's not excluding anybody because uh, that reflects uh, the consent of the founders. And if you wipe out the consent of the founders, you'll be robbing uh, the present and future generations of the history of the struggle. And this history of the struggle is very important that the founders believed that uh, there is a Lord that guided them throughout, and that must be reflected and that must be kept. It's not necessary to factor in new things which were not there at the beginning, which were not relevant at the beginning, because that will be an adulteration of the history of that struggle. But again, uh, 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 Dr. Mutsaka, that does not reflect our history correctly. The founders did not write this hymn. The founders did not come up with the idea of the hymn. This is the penmanship of a Methodist clergyman in Oksondong. He was writing this not for the struggle, but for Africa. He was not writing it for South Africa. He was writing it for the uh, the the moray that we see, or the morass that we see in Africa in general. So it is not true to say that it has to do with South Africa. And that is why, by the way, it is not only sung by South Africa, but we find that Tanzania, Namibia, Zimbabwe, they sing this hymn. And that's why I'm asking. It's a hymn. It's a Christian Methodist written hymn. And it effectively does not orient itself around any other person who doesn't associate themselves with a god, a deity that needs to be venerated or prayed to or sung to, as would be the necessity of this Methodist hymn by Enoch Sondong. And that's why I'm asking, what about those people who don't care for deities? Those who you, believe in themselves as agnostics know, or atheists? You know that uh, the ideas that govern the world were not the collective, were the product of the collective of the whole world. You, one individual comes with a good idea that is embraced by others and it becomes the collective position of others. But also, if you listen to what Nelson Mandela said, for instance, he said that uh, the governing party the seeds of the governing party were planted in the Ethiopian movement. And the Ethiopian movement is based on Psalm 68, verse 31, which says that, uh, you know, uh, there will be African redemption. Because the people who were enslaved, the people who were colonized, were African people. So all the, the enslaved and colonized people of Africa had one thing in common, to be liberated from slavery and from colonialism. And I don't think anybody, regardless of uh, their belief system or non-belief system, would have uh, disagreed with the need to be liberated. 
All right. I want to bring in the Muslim perspective from the chief whip of the Al-Jama party, Sheikh Atapelo Ahmad. Uh, your perspective, you've heard uh, Dr. Musekha, you've heard uh, Reverend Mishwe. Your take. Thank you very much, Nai. Thank you. Thank you to the colleagues. <coughs> uh, I think that uh, the national anthem is inclusive. Uh, I'll tell you why. Uh, in Arabic, there's a word called fitra. Fitra is a natural instinct. So each and every human being has his own natural instincts. Uh, today, maybe we might argue that uh, we do not believe in God. But if you were to ask one, what is it that you're believing in? They'll tell you, no, but I, I know that there's a super power or super, or maybe I believe in myself because, you know, those arguments. Uh, let, me, let me give you a scenario. When a soccer player scores a goal, generally naturally without even intending when 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 he celebrates normally he would raise his fingers and point up to the skies so it means that his natural instincts believes that there's a higher power which is god uh, we can't say it is exclusional uh, we we have uh, christians who who are of arab ethnicity who believe in god right what we call God here, but when they are in their Arab land, the, in our uh, 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 in South African context, our social stereotype would 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 tell you that Allah is that God of the Muslims. It's not our God, but it's just the language, right? So those Christians would refer to God as Allah in 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 Arab lands. So uh, the name itself, it's not also exclusional. So it depends on the, the, the personal, that what is it that you want as an individual? What, what is your argument across? Because if you feel that the national anthem doesn't represent you, generally in, uh, uh, there's a norm that or the precedence that when the, uh, maybe when we stand up, we're coming from different religious backgrounds. If we want to pray, they would advise that we should observe the moment of silence. So if I do not believe in that particular national anthem, I would rather observe the, the, the moment of silence. Because if it doesn't infringe with my rights, I shouldn't infringe with other people's rights. It, it, it's a two-way stream. Right? I can't be uh, penalizing the people who... I can't be penalizing... Because remember that everyone is protected according to the constitution if i'm an atheist i am protected in that sense the constitution protects me if you are a believer uh the constitution protects you so i can't be criticizing on those bases the the, the job of a national anthem sheikh is to be a national symbol yes it's a national unifier yeah. It is an anthem, a tune that all members of that nation, as opposed to derive courage and patriotism from all members of that nation. It's an anthem, it's a tune that resonates with all members of the nation. But our national anthem seems to be addressing a particular God. It is addressing even, for, for me, it's not even the issue of a language. You, as uh, members of particular faiths, may be comfortable venerating a God, whether you call that God 
Ugamada, whether you call that God Allah or whether you call that God Yeshua or Jesus, doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. What matters is uh, for those members of this nation, the Republic of South Africa, who do not believe in a God, mm -hmm. agnostic or atheist, all those who do not believe that there is a God at all, quite frankly, they believe in facts and science and all of those weird and wonderful things. And it becomes offensive to them as members of this nation when they cannot sing their national anthem because their national anthem forces them to pray or venerate a God which they do not believe in. Wouldn't it be nice if our national anthem involved them as well? And that's why we're asking, is it not excluding them? Is it inclusive of them? Does it include them, even though they don't believe in this God that you're praying to? It, it is. It is inclusive. I'll, 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 hence the, the example of uh, the, the natural instinct. instinct. Uh, remember, they don't have in, the in, natural, and for them, their natural instinct is fact, it's fact science, it's science, and yes. actuality. Yeah. And there is no supernatural power out there. The most supernatural is the Big Bang theory, and that theory they came up with it as well. No, not not exactly. Actually, uh, they, they, that's exactly what happened. But uh, that's not even the issue now. The issue is they do not believe in your God. They believe in spontaneous combustion. Yeah. So, so, so people who believe in God, should they be patronized on the basis that somebody doesn't know? We can't do that, right? People who what, believe what, what in we, a God can do whatever they want. Yeah, but when it exactly. comes to a national symbol, mm -hmm. that national symbol must be for all members of that nation. And that's why we're asking, why exclude members of a nation, of this nation, that don't believe in God? Hence, hence, hence there's a moment of silence. If you do We're talking not about the national anthem, not a moment it's, it's, of silence. It's, 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 it's one of the two. It's either you observe. No, sir. No, sir. There is no substitute for a national anthem. There is no substitute for a coat of arms. There is no substitute for a head of state. There is no. All of these things that are national symbols. We are not. You cannot substitute them. That's yeah. why we have a flag. You can't substitute the flag. If you don't like this flag, then you're going to keep quiet. We, if you don't like this national anthem, then you're going to keep quiet. There are no. These are national symbols. You cannot substitute them. Yeah. Uh, now, can I come in? I'll give you an opportunity, Reverend. I just want to give the, uh, the Sheikh an opportunity as well to bring this matter. Yeah. Go ahead, Sheikh. Look, uh, Naeem. Yes, sir. Uh, it's, it's a matter of patriotism, right? Correct. Uh, whether, uh, a basic fundamental thing is that I, as Muslim, I might choose not to believe, to, not to believe in Nkosisikelele Africa, right? It's, it's, it's a matter of patriotism, right? Because I have the way that I pray as a muslim i have I, I remember this it's also a prayer it's not just a hymn indeed right yeah it's it's also a prayer which is it's it's a universal prayer the way i i perceive it not universal it's, it's, to those who don't believe in praying to begin with what yeah, about but, those but, who but don't but believe we need, in praying we need we need patriotism hence it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a national code. Indeed. That's right. That's yeah. why those so, patriots so, want to sing a national anthem that they can sing too. Now, this national anthem that forces them to venerate a God and if they don't believe in a God, they probably will shut up in the first part of the first three parts of the national anthem and then start singing with a blow and then start singing there. And before then, they, they are not included there. Not exactly. I've I've seen. I can quote incidents where we sang national anthem, and some people chose not to sing 
the one in Africans, right? They they want to They say the one in Africans, which is unpatriotic at that, because the, the exactly, national anthem exactly is my all point. parts of the exactly national anthem. Exactly my point. So it's a it's a it's a matter of what is it that you choose. What is your argument across? Okay, let's yeah. bring in Reverend. You wanted to join in to jump in, Reverend Mishra. Go ahead. You wanted to jump in. Um, I, I, I'm delighted to hear the position that has been taken by Sheikh Tapelo. He is correct. The national anthem is inclusive. The fact that a person of a different religion is saying we don't have a problem. This is a symbol of unity for the country. Those minus one percent or zero percent who say it offends me, we have to understand that those who are comfortable might be offended themselves if we start saying we don't even want to acknowledge the Almighty God. Uh, Dr. Motecha came up with a very substantive argument. He says we do not want to distort history. If during the struggle, even the essays who were in the struggle never complained about this national answer, singing about because it's civil and African. They never had a problem with that. Well, they never had a say. Reverend, they never had a say. It was not a, a democratic dispensation. No, it's not true that they yeah, didn't have even, a say. Even if it's a democratic dispensation, that does not change our history. Exactly. History, can, you cannot just, because you are in a democratic dispensation, you start denying where you come from. We cannot deny our past. It's like somebody says, okay, let's not talk about that part anymore, now we are in a new dimension. You cannot forget or deny or reject your history. So during the struggle, this hymn or this anthem was sung, and even essays, to my knowledge, never had a problem. You can ask Dr. Mutreha if essays who were in the struggle with the ANC had a problem, and I can assure you they never had a problem because many of them, we have them in parliament, and they still sing it, and yet they claim to be essays. Again, the deputy speaker, for example, calls himself an essay, and yet he sings Galena. So those few essays that say they take exception, I don't think they are honest enough because we know, and in Parliament, we have essays. People confess to be essays, and yet are comfortable with this national anthem that has brought the nation together. Let's look at the bigger picture and not the small, narrow uh, agenda that a few people have. A bigger picture is this anthem has brought different South Africans of different religious backgrounds and racial backgrounds together. And people sing it proudly, and those few are not happy with it, can keep quiet. Can I, yes, can go I, ahead, Dr. Monsa. The, the other thing is, uh, I haven't seen anybody, atheist, communist, or otherwise, when they have passed to the beyond, they are buried from uh, religious houses. There is preaching. Their families don't object. I have never had anyone who wrote in their will that uh, when they are dead, there must be no sermon and, and, and so on. So this issue is a non-issue. It has mm. not arisen. It doesn't arise, as uh, Reverend Neshe correctly says, uh, that... Uh, the, 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 the people accept this, uh, and um, Mulana there is also saying that it's inclusive because it reflects the history of where we come from. Things like the Big Bang. Th 
these are inconclusive things <laughs> by scientists who want to make a name because there was never a Big Bang anywhere. Okay. Evolution has been orderly, uh, and that's why the universe itself is orderly. And so there's nothing like a Big Bang. It's just a theory. Okay. Um, uh, you're listening to a conversation we're having. It's a pre-recorded interview, so we're unable to take your calls or text messages or WhatsApp voice notes. Do pardon us because our guests would not be available for us to have this conversation live, but would love to give you the substance of their intelligence and information nonetheless. And that's why we pre-recorded our conversation. So please bear with us. Do we have enough enforcement officials who understand exactly what it is that they need to be looking out for and how to shut down these schools? Yes, in the previous three years, definitely, the law-abiding forces have been really on the ground discovering those illegal schools, border schools, shutting them down, rescuing children. The number has gone up. Even arrests have also gone up. The difficulty becomes the prosecution side of things because the law is not as strong in terms of if you find a person running in illegal schools, what is the charge? There's no charge unless there's a theft. Deputy Minister Obed Babela, Deputy Minister of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs. SAFM Sunrise, weekdays, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Catch summer on three with hot, hot, hot movies. Friday nights at 9.30 p.m. this month, we bring you We Used to Be Cool, Kathmandu Lullaby, Good Luck Algeria, and I, Daniel Blake. Saturday nights at 7 p.m., Mean Girls and Mean Girls 2, Failure to Launch, and How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Then later at 9.30 p.m., Minority Report, Collateral, and War of Worlds. And Sunday late night movies at 10 p.m. with Mr. Turner. Race to Witch Mountain, Derailed, and Magalia Mutter. Don't miss out. Tune in every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for good company and good movies only on SABC3. SAFM has signed a code of conduct that is enforced by the Broadcasting Complaints Commission of South Africa. Under the code, we are committed to giving news that is accurate, comment that is fair, and programming that is not harmful, does not amount to hate speech, or contain violence or explicit sex. If you think we are not living up to that code, then you can inform the Broadcasting Complaints Commission of South Africa. Direct any complaints in writing to the Broadcasting Complaints Commission of South Africa. PO Box 142365. Craig Hall, 2024, fax to 011-326-3198 or an email to bccsa at nabsa.co.za. For more information, please visit www.bccsa.co.za. Hashtag SAFM, Facts of Faith. In conversation, we are, do we have Dr. Matole Mutsecha, who is the chairperson and founder of the Kara Heritage Institute. We do have Sheikh Tapelo Ahmad, chief whip of the Aljama political party and the city of Johannesburg councillor. We do have also Reverend Kenneth Mishwe, who is the president of the African Christian Democratic Party. We're trying to deal with the question of uh, uh, unity here. And the question we're asking is, should a national anthem be religiously inclusive and 
specifically is the South African national anthem inclusive enough? If you're listening to our guests, they're all in unison saying, yes, it is inclusive, quite frankly. The minority that might be offended, as far as Reverend Mishra is concerned, uh, they must keep quiet when the national anthem is being sung. Now, you said something uh, only uh, as an interjection, um, um, Dr. Mutsaka, when you said it is not true that um, they never had a say. Um, I want us to go back into history just slightly. First and foremost, none of any of the members of the community that we're talking to right now had a say when Enoch Sondonga was writing the song. So we cannot say that they had a say. But most importantly, when it was adopted were, during the struggle. They wouldn't have a say yes. because at that historical moment, yes. They were not part of the process. They were not even there. But the, but, but the historical process started. And then you don't wipe off history because some people were not born when the historical process that is not the issue there, Dr. That is not the issue there, Dr. And I do agree with you, and I'm one of the proponents of, of, of avoiding revisionism at all costs. As a journalist also, I, I cherish the factuality and historiosity of the information we disseminate out there. So let's talk about now how the song was picked to be joining uh, or the, the gamut and the chorus of songs to be sung for the liberation of Africa from the demons that, that was bereft by. We're talking now of a time where many of the ANC leaders, uh, or the majority of them at the time, were either reverends themselves, leaders who were leaders of uh, the uh, Catholic Church, of the Methodist Church, the, and, 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 and that is the biggest problem there. That we're talking of a time where leaders of the ANC, who when they led the struggle at the time, even up until the UDF times, there were many members of those leaders who were leaders of the Christian community themselves. So the, no, no, no. I think you must understand that they were actually Ethiopian Christians who founded the uh, struggle philosophy on Psalm 68, verse 51, which said that princesses shall come out of Egypt and Ethiopia shall stretch her hands towards God. And they were opposed to the missionary interpretation of the Bible. And uh, because then... You would not be admitted into an Anglican school, a Methodist school, a Dutch Reform school. They ended up in those missionary schools, not necessarily that they are even under, uh, agreed with the uh, missionary interpretation of the Bible. All that they sought was to be freed from slavery and from colonialism, and they wanted to use all means at their disposal. And then the church was a platform. Okay, again, again, um, uh, Dr. Monteca, I'm not even disputing that part for now. For now, I'm simply focusing on the leaders of the ANC who led with these songs um, because they were familiar to them. Why? Because Enoch Sondong opened these song, this particular hymn at the time, was he himself a clergyman in the Methodist Church. And that's why... There was, uh, there was nothing wrong because, you see, African people did not become believers because of conversion to Christianity or Islam. That is not even the issue because, again there, Dr. Because the African people by their nature are spiritual, they are religious, 
That's why all of them have names for God. The fact that we understand that part, Dr. Mutsaka, I don't want us to to, to dwell much on that. That is not in in contest right now. What we are trying to get to the issue of is that when we speak of the national anthem today, this is a truncated version of the hymn penned down by Enoch Sondong. And at the time, for it to be incorporated in what you call the history of the struggle, it was was not a matter of a vote in, in some conference of the ANC or in some conference of the UDA or in some conference of all these congresses that came up uh, in Cliptown, or any of them for that matter. It was a matter of it being a familiar tune for the Methodist people and when they sang it before they started their uh, gatherings, it caught on. That's why whether they were in South Africa, whether they were outside of South Africa, they would sing these songs and that's why it caught on with the people in TZ, in Tanzania, in Namibia, in Zimbabwe because they sang these as a matter of praying, not as a matter of of democracy. So in our history struggle, as far as concerned. You adapt or you die. Indeed, indeed. So yeah, that therein lies the issue. Then. You see, <laughs> the founders had to adapt to the contemporary situation then. Now, my question there, Dr. Mutsaka, is where was the consensus? If you're saying it is not true that they, 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 they didn't have a say, and I was saying... It, the, the, the inclusion of the song or the hymn, it was not a democratic process. It was a matter of it being an adaptation because of the circumstances at the time. Now I'm saying the people who, who may have or would have objected to it, they never had a say in the matter. And as Demo- we speak today, we're saying Democracy we don't know. Democracy doesn't necessarily mean that uh, you discuss, you raise hands, you say yes. If a person advances a position that is appealing to you, that will advance your interests, even if you have not voted for it, the fact that the position appealed to you, you identified with it, that suffices. But you don't know whether it appealed to them, Dr. Motsaka. You don't know that. It appealed to all the oppressed people, the enslaved people, that uh, the overlord, whoever that order, the overlord may be described as, All right. uh, 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 would support uh, the struggle. I want to bring in uh, Reverend Mishwe as well. I, I'll give you right now a, a, a shake. Reverend Mishwe, you said something, and, and, and I repeated it um, just for emphasis. You said those uh, minorities, those few people that are offended can keep quiet when this hymn is, 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 is being sung. Is it not also a, a sign of non-inclusivity when you're going to say those who are, not, who are offended can keep quiet? Effectively, you're excluding them, isn't it? Uh, no, um, in a democracy, people have choices. It's a matter of choice. Sometimes even Christians who who believe in, in God, when the national anthem is sung, sometimes they keep quiet. And the fact that they choose to keep quiet at that particular moment does not mean, mean that they I, don't identify themselves with what's being sung. So it is a personal choice that every one of us has. I can sing it if I want to, and I won't sing it if I don't want to. And there are sometimes there will be some events, events if I have to confess publicly, where I did not feel like singing it, and I did not sing it because it was just the choice I had to make that time. So when people are given a choice, 
it's not that he means we are not inclusive when people exercise their choice. So if you want a vote, because you are talking a lot about people who did not express themselves, you would be surprised at yes. how many people would, some, some actually would even say uh, it's a non-starter. Yeah. So it's a non-starter because all our people who understand the struggle, who came out of the struggle, they sing and they love Nkosisigelele Africa. It has become part of our culture. And there's no way that we can separate ourselves from our past or separate ourselves from uh, from uh, our culture. National anthem that has Ngozi Sigrel Africa is going to remain with us forever because yeah. it has uh, become part of our culture. Yeah, yeah. I used to be yeah. as presumptuous as that, Reverend, up until I discovered that the the, the, the majority view can be tested and it can just lose. Sheikh Ahmad, you want no, to jump I, in? I, I do agree with uh, my my colleagues. Um, right. Uh, remember, it's not only limited to prayer, but it's self-determination, right? It When you sing the struggle song, or to date, when you sing a struggle song, you have courage to face the enemy or to face the yeah. odds ahead of you, right? So most of the people at the time, or in that particular context, they used to sing, whether, whether hymns, whether whether uh, struggle songs, but it was for self de- determination. It wasn't more of a prayer, but it was for them to 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 break the eyes and then face their challenges and then face if there is an enemy, they used to you to sing and then it it gave them courage to face face their enemies, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so 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 we 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 can't contextualize. We can't only contextualize it. On religion, on religious basis. Hence, I said it's today. It's a religious hymn. N- n- not exactly. E- precisely, it was penned n- down n- exclusively for religious purposes. N- n- not exactly. It is universal. Uh, the context of religion, it's it's very broad. No, you mean right. religion so, may so, be broad, but the hymn Ngosi Sigeleli Africa, as penned down by Enoch Sandonga, is look, exclusively okay, religious. Okay, right. let's say uh, at the blow, somebody would, would never sing. Maybe somebody would stand up and sing with us. And then when it comes to to that part, they would sit down and say, "No, we don't want to, we don't want to sing this because the language, yeah, because that language is the language that oppressed us okay. during that the struggle." That would be reactionary. You understand? Yeah. So they they defend. They they take a defensive mode. But so hence that, I'm saying that that would be reactionary. Yeah, because because as one said, the song reflects the history of the struggle yes and uh, the ideas that informed that historical process now you cannot wipe it out of uh, uh, history so you have to recognize the processes that brought us where we are and that has nothing to do with whether or not you believe in Nkosi above or not is a recognition of a process. But that is not true again, Dr. Mutsaka, because there are many other songs that we have actually gone on to constitutionally ban from being sung at all in like, our country. Like which one? There's many songs that have been regarded by the Constitutional Court as no longer relevant in our, in our, in our constitutional dispensation. We know this for a it, fact that it, they, it became they a national. also depend on the context. The context. If, if you sing them to incite violence against others, then it's a problem. 
But if you sing them to uh, uh, say you are celebrating, you know, uh, uh, events in the course of the struggle, uh, like for instance, uh, in Parliament now, people were saying, uh, uh, "Bring back our our, our land." Uh, you see, you cannot ban that song which says, uh, uh, "Bring back our our land," because uh, that was uh, one of the uh, motivating, uh, <coughs> you know, uh, position to say we are fighting for the return of the land. Now, when you vote in Parliament for the expropriation of land without expropriation, you sing that song, but in a new context, not necessarily meaning that uh, people of a different color will cease to be South African. But that, 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 that still doesn't address our issue. What we're trying to get addressed here, uh, Dr. Monsecha, is when you say it's a, it's a historic song, we have many other historic songs that cannot be sung any longer. The fact that it is historic doesn't mean that it is inclusive or should be sung at all. And therein lies the issue. No, no. I, I, I think that, uh, you know, uh, we must respect the uh, court and uh, what the... Uh, because the courts are not guided by politics. But, you know, uh, there is a time in the process of the struggle when to motivate young people to go into the fight. You have got to say, Duhula Ibunu. And that Bunu did not necessarily refer to a white person, but referred to the architects of racism, uh, and so on. So okay. in other words, I hear the, you. I the hear context I... referred to the system of uh, apartheid. All right. And uh, to, 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 to try and say that situation did not exist uh, would be actually adulterating history and it would not be fair because future generations must know all the faces of the struggle. I hear you. I hear you. Dr. Mutsaka, we need to end our conversation right now. Our time is up. Uh, I, I want to thank all of you gentlemen for coming through and talking to us. Really appreciate your time. Dr. Matole Mutsaka, chairperson and founder of the Kara Heritage Institute, Sheikh Tapelo Ahmad, chief whip of the Al-Jamaa political party and city of Johannesburg council, and also Reverend Kenneth Mishwe, president of the African Christian Democratic Party. From me, Nayelu Pondona and the team, have a wonderful evening and God speed.